this thing is a great gift day, um, a strip show, dance show. We're there, dude. Welcome back, guys. On today's show, why do people like you hate people like me? And watch out for this venomous snake. And also, the hidden mystery of the Dragon Man. And why is it a bad idea to drift in your Mercedes? All this and much, much more will be discussed here on Deacon Live. How are you? How are things? How are things going? Are you doing okay? Are you sweating balls out there? Are you dying out there in this heat? Oh, my goodness. So, and before I continue, welcome back to the studio. And I think Dan is going to be a permanent fixture here on the Deacon Live podcast. Over to my far right-hand side, we have Dan. Dan, how are you? I'm tired today. Why are you tired? Yesterday, I put a new stereo on my wife's niece on Rogue, uh-huh. and because of the steering wheel controls, the subwoofer, all the other items that are tied into the stereo nowadays, it left me with such a mess of wires. I had to take off the tire on the driver's side. All, get, in, all in 92 degree heat. It was 11 hours till I got everything back together. Don't you have shade or anything out there where you're at? I'm in a carport, so there was some shade, but it was just humid. You were just sticky and clammy by 8 o'clock. I finished it about 8 o'clock last night, got all the wires inside the car, turned it on, and it, the music played good, and, and read the manual, which I know guys aren't supposed to do. Right. Almost 90% of it figured out. Well, so. I have um, I have two bulldogs, as you know, and they're they're old ladies. One's like 14 years old, and which is unheard of for a bulldog to be 14 years old. And the other one, I think, is like getting up to be 11, t- 10 or 11 right now. And we've been going to this one veterinarian all the time, and I don't know what's going on. It, it was a practice, but they keep rotating different doctors out of this location. And the last one, the second to last one that we had there, her name was Dr. George. And bulldogs are famous for having, like, yeast in their ears. They get bacteria in their ears just because of all the wrinkles and everything. You constantly have to keep them clean. And the doctor literally said to me, um, oh, your dog's got such and such. We're, we're going to have to rip all the, the innards of the ear out. So it's just a, a tube. It's, we're going to rip it all out. We're going to take a corkscrew down in there and rip all the guts out so she, you don't have to worry about this anymore or this is going to keep happening over and over and i'm like what what are you, what are you telling me you're going to rip out my so the dog can't hear no it'll just be a hollow tube you know just an opening into the throat and well, there's a very good reason for that his daughter needs braces and his other son wants a new car well it was a female but yes maybe her daughter needed braces and whatever so i'm like all right no let's just keep doing the medicine let's just keep doing the medicine and we'll keep it we'll be more vigilant as far as keeping it clean can you get in with q-tips or is all yeah you can get in with with q-tips so we took her in again every three months three four months we take her in and and have her ears looked at and they do the medicine and so what happened this past time they had a new doctor in there and the new doctor let me let me set you up here so this is all during covid so you're not allowed to go inside and actually see the doctor you drop the dogs off someone comes out and gets them from your car and then you talk to the doctor over the phone or the helper and the helper goes and tell me all the problems and you're sitting there on the phone you know making this conversation with whoever and you know her ears need to be done um Make sure you clip her toenails and blah, 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 blah. So when you get the dog back, the doctor calls you over the phone to collect payment and says, okay, everyone was fine. Pookie was fine. Dookie was fine. And then they bring the dogs out. I'm like, all right, cool. I look at the dogs. They didn't even touch the dog's ears. So I'm like, hey, this is why we came here. Oh, we looked at them. Yeah, they need to be, they need to be checked. They need to have the medicine. We, (laughs) we came here for the medicine and this new doctor had no idea what to do. So long story short, we went up to a new clinic 
I, I went up to a new clinic the other day and brought the two dogs. I was in, actually walked in. They took the two dogs. We went into the, just like when you go to normal and you bring them into the little um, examination room. I had the two dogs in there and two vet techs came in and pulled one out and, and turned around, clipped the nails, had everything and came back. I was in and out, Dan, within 15, 20 minutes. And it was a thorough. For me, they had three techs and the doctor Working on my my two dogs. So they pulled all the guts out of her. No, no, no! They didn't pull the. They said yes. She's got some. She's got some rods. She's got some streptococci in there. Uh, we'll do the Z pack on her ears, and then we'll give her some antibiotics. Never once mentioned ripping the ear canal out completely. Oh, the, you know this is common for this breed. This is how we we like to treat it from the outside and also from the inside. And it's you know this is a long go. And she told me this will happen all the time. So that's. I was just amazed that, you know, this one doctor, first thing, oh, no, we're going to rip her ears out. Yeah, it must have been something he read online. Start on YouTube somewhere. Who? The doctor? Yeah. Well, I don't I don't know. But it, it was so frustrating because these, now, my wife and I, we don't have children, but we have fur babies. These are your children. These are my children. And, you know, we have horses and we have cattle. And for those of you who don't know, we broadcast just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, a beautiful little town we like to call Marshville. And we sit on about 22 some odd acres and we have chickens and dogs. We had a, what are you doing? Doing a bong hit over there? <laughs> just had some water. Okay. So, and that was the thing. I was just so upset. And I we liked the new doctor. Now, granted, first day, first day is always the best. You know, anything that's better than good is, is better, right? Yeah. So the dogs are all fine. That's the do- good news. Yes, the dogs are all fine. Everyone's good. Now, last Friday, Dan, have you ever done this? I, I was so hungry Friday night. Now, Friday night's the big night. My wife gets off early from work. She, we, she works from home. She has the luxury of working from home. We spend quality time on Friday night. We play cards together. We listen to, you know, we listen to this podcast. It's a little <laughs> all about me. Quantity time. Yeah, yes. quality, quantity time. And uh, we play cards and stuff. And we have a couple cocktails. We always go, well, what do you want to eat tonight? Well, I don't know. What do you want to eat tonight? And you, what do you always do? You either order a pizza or you make something. Poor choices is what you make. Well, the poor choice I made this past Friday was, do you know what a Roger Wood is? No, I have Roger Wood hot that. dogs. Oh, I'm familiar with hot dogs. But Roger Wood makes this almost like kielbasa sausage type hot dog, and it's big. I mean, like a deli hot dog. I mean, you know, it's like two, three inches in diameter circumference. You figure it out. And it's probably about you know a good six, seven inches long, and it's got a nice natural skin, a nice snap to it when you bite into it. If you've ever heated up one of these Roger Woods, and, and for those of you who don't know, look up rogerwood.com. They have great products. It oozes oil when you heat, I heat mine up in the microwave. It's got a grease that comes out of it. And that thing, it's like, you ever had a Hot Pocket, Dan? Yes, but a long time ago, and once. So when you have the Hot Pocket, what's the first thing you do? You know the center is like molten lava inside. Roger Woods are the same way. And the first bite, now I eat it with a fork and knife. I don't put it in a bun because I can't get my my old teeth through the skin. So I cut it with a fork and knife right out of the microwave, steaming hot, grease and all, right in my mouth, roof of my mouth, completely ripped off, burnt. So that's your idea of quality time. (laughs) Everyone has their thing that they're into. I can understand. Some people like pain. Normally, when you burn your roof of your mouth, it only lasts, what, a day maybe. You ever burnt the roof of your mouth, Dan? Yes, I did recently. About a day it lasts. What's what's the most common thing that you burn your roof? roof of your mouth on that you eat right away and you're like oh my god i need something and then all of a sudden it's hot uh, probably if i heat up an apple pie okay i could see an apple pie i could see that now a homemade apple pie or from like a quick mcdonald's or something like no, that homemade pies okay i like to make my own and you burn and how long does the roof of your mouth stay that way that it, infected or burn or it, scarred it's usually gone the next day usually what i do right away is drink a lot of water right away today is 
Wednesday, I still, in the back top right-hand side of my mouth, I still have a, like, my tongue, I, I can touch it, I can feel it aching. It's still burnt. It's still, like, I have a scar up there or something. I don't know. I, I completely melted the roof of my mouth. My uncle died from that. <laughs> you really? Oh, well, that's, how's he doing now? Oh, no, he's dead. Sorry. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and dive into the show. We got a lot to get into this week, uh, a lot of stories, a lot of fun stories. Uh, Dan is a IT guy, great knowledge as far as technical stuff, and uh, we got a little segment called, uh, what did I call it? Oh, up to Speed with Technology with Dan. So uh, stick around for that as well, and Dan's got a couple stories that, that's interesting, very interesting for all you tech nerds out there. Stick around, you'll listen to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. Blinding Hyperon with their latest song, Centennials. For more information, go to properradio.com. Join, Join the, the, the next 120, 120, 120 minutes. minutes. Your time is coming up! The next 120 minutes here on Profit Radio. It's our turn now! Profit Radio. Profit Radio. Deacon Live now presents you Denise Struthers, a wife, a mother, and most of all, a worshiper. This is her latest song, Sweet Communion. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. Hearing your voice, knowing your plans for me. And though I don't deserve it, you're always inviting me, Jesus. Welcome back to Deacon Live. You want to be heard? Of course, everyone wants to be heard. Everyone wants a voice. And the way you can be part of the show here at Deacon Live is go over to Prophet Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the little blue bar at the very bottom right-hand side of your screen, whatever, on your tablet, on whatever device that you're searching us on, uh, and click on Be Heard. You got it? Yep. <laughs> Dan's over there having technical issues. Get your headphones on right. Just in my head. Just adjusting the microphone. Okay. Uh, click on Be Heard, and you can be part of this podcast or any of the podcasts that we've... Uh, you have questions or anything that you want to ask me or just say, hey, love the show, hate the show, whatever the case may be. Click on Be Heard, opens up a microphone, and you can leave a, a voice message, and it comes right to the podcast. Dan, you said uh, you were outside uh, messing with your wife's car and putting wires and putting new stereo in there, and you said it was hot as hell. Yeah, it was hot as hell. It was 90 degrees, but... But a lot of humidity, too. Very humid. So, very humid. Now, I was born and raised in Florida, and uh, we moved up to uh, this beautiful little town called Marshville, which is just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, and I think it's hotter here in, in Marshville, in the Charlotte area, than it is in Florida. And the reason being is Florida's flat, and it's got the sea breezes that come across. Now, it does get humid, but here in North Carolina, we've got mountainous and terrain and a lot more forestry, if that makes sense, to kind of trap the heat so it can't move. Yeah, and, and the ocean the ocean is going to give you a breeze. 
breeze. Even if it's 80 degrees, it's going to feel cool, just the mist in the air. Are you aware of the heat dome that's going on in the Pacific Northwest right now? Yeah, I have a brother-in-law in in San Francisco, and I have relatives that are out in Washington. Do you really? Have you talked to them since since this whole heat index has been going on? We got a few text messages. The heat's killing them. <laughs> Is it literally killing them? Yeah, we, they do not have air conditioning. People do not buy air conditioners there because you don't need them. It's 70, 75 degrees is the hottest you get. Well, in the Pacific Northwest, they're facing record temperatures. Portland and Seattle are among the cities grappling with 100 plus Fahrenheit plus days of typical moderate climate. It is way too hot, way hotter than normal. They're experiencing more temperatures around the 113 to 124 as temperatures increases during this time of the year. Uh, the temperatures have driven crowds and regions into beaches, into pools, air-conditioned hotels. The residents in the region, a few air-conditioned households, try to desperately get some relief. Now, when they say, how hot is it? You know, the other day it was so hot, and someone goes, Yes, I saw a dog chasing the cat, and they're both walking. <laughs> well, in Portland, Oregon, streetcars, have you ever been to Portland? That's kind of a weird town, right? Portland streetcar power cables are melting in the extreme heat. And if you're watching this, now for every podcast we do, we have a matching video that goes in tandem with it, so you can see us here in the studios. Hi, we're also on Twitch as well, and you can see us live here in the studio. And a Portland streetcar shared an image on June 27, 2021, showing power cables that have melted amidst the extreme heat wave in the Pacific Northwest. It's so hot in Portland, Oregon, how hot is it, that the recent streetcar power cables are melting, bringing transit service to a halt. Look at this right here. Does that look like... It looks like it's melting, but it's... You know, melting is usually 200 degrees. You know, I can't see something melting at 113 degrees. It obviously is, but... No, what if what if the actual cable, because of the power and everything go, going through it, normally at a constant temperature is 115 degrees, and then you add another 100 and something on top, and now you're creating more heat on top of more heat. It's like the grill, the grill with charcoal in it is hot, but on a hot day, it feels even hotter. Yeah, you're probably right about okay, that. Okay, so there, <laughs> at least you agree with me on that. Portland Streetcar shared the photograph of one damaging cable on the Twitter this past Sunday. The image has quickly become... Oh, come on. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't pay for ads. The image is quickly becoming a symbol of the... Anomalous. Anomalous. Thank you, damn big words. That's why I keep you around. Heat wave that is gripping the Pacific Northwest for days. So it's amazing. Look at how big that... And, you know, it'll shut the place down. You know, they always say about, um, what, frying an egg out on the concrete? Uh, yes, harder than Georgia asphalt. Now, me personally, so here at the French, we have my the, the main living quarters is, I think, 3,400 square feet. Now, we have a, a studio. The studio is, is above our three-car garage, and we have a split unit, mini split unit. So for those of you who don't know it, it's a handler outside, and then you just kind of drill a hole in the wall, and you put the, the – what is this unit called right here, Dan? This is the uh – I do. I can't think of for the life of me right, right now. So, anyways, yeah. if you look over, if you're watching the video over my right hand shoulder where it says Deacon Live, there's a handler. Let me see. I gotta figure out where my finger is. Right there. Yeah, that's your main unit. That's your main unit, and it blows in and blows nice cold air. Now we had uh, my technician came out here and he checked the main house and he, you know the, the typical cleaning. You know because we don't want we do not want the AC to break down. Believe me, people, if you can afford it, it, it's money well spent to have the the maintenance done on your AC now before it hits August and you. Know, the $120 that you spend now prevents $700 later on in, in repairs. Dan, do you get your AC fixed on an, or maintenance? Every two years. I also wash out the fins outside of it, make sure I change the air filter all the time. So but do you do it yourself, or do you have someone come out and do it? I wash the fins out, but I have someone that comes by and checks it out, make sure there's enough free on, and, and checks the system out. And do that, be, and the reason why I say do that is because if they say, no, everything looks fine, and then like three days later something happens, they're on the hook for it. That's the way I would look at it. 
at it. You know, if the reputable company comes out and says. Yeah. <laughs> Last night, my wife went up to me and said, it's hot in the bedroom. Can you turn the heat down? And the thermostat is about 10 feet away from the bed. Wait, hold on. She said turn the heat down or I'm turn a, the AC down? Turn the AC down. <laughs> thermostat's about 10 feet away on the wall, but I have an app on my phone. It's a Nest. I hit that. And then I can just take it, and it's got a little dial on it, and I moved it down to 69 degrees. Do you know where they were saying in California? They were saying in California that you're not allowed to have, or is it California or Texas, where you're not allowed to have your AC over 78. And all these people out there that have Nest Cam or Nest temperature things, thermostats, that they, Nest is going in there and physically saying, you know, when you bump it up to 78, if you want to bump it down to like 76, that... Nest says no, and it bumps it right back up to 78. I haven't heard that. We would, we lived in San Francisco for two years. We never even needed air conditioning. It was it was perfect weather, never too cold, never too hot. Well, here, back what I was initially starting about is, so the house is about 3,400 square feet, and we had the AC guy come out and look at the AC, and he said, everything's fine. And then, you know, the split unit here in the studio, he said, basically, don't run it on dehumidify. He said, run it on the AC. He's like, that's the best thing you can do. That'll eliminate my fraught, my frosting problem is what he was talking about i said fine no problem but it's just my my wife and i and you know we have uh, two two spare bedrooms two full baths on the opposite side of the house it's a split floor plan and my wife and i only stay you know kitchen the theater room which is right off of the kitchen and then the hallway connecting our main main bedroom to the theater room so we have i bought one at home depot many years ago it looks like r2d2 it's a little small portable ac unit and it's got a, a four inch corrugated pipe that you can put out the window to, to exhaust it out. And you can move from room to room. And you can move it from room to room. So I created a flange and put it in, you know, windows, what do they call them, when the windows go up and down. It's a double hung or single hung? It's a double hung because both both sides move. Open it up. I made a flange, a nice insulated flange, cut a hole out. I stuck the tube, the corrugated tube that vents the uh, AC unit out, and I clicked that thing on. I bumped that thing all the way down to 66. <laughs> Does that, that has a funnel or something to drain the water out? It's got an evaporator already on it. So what? No, it does. It's got an evaporator on it. And it was like, I think, 300 and something dollars. But I will run that. I'll turn that thing on about an hour or two before we go to bed. And that room is nice. And we leave the, the AC on in the house at 78 or, or 79, depending on the day or how much we're in the main part of the house. But usually she's working in the theater room because uh, the back part is our office. And we, you know, I turn the AC down and it's nice and cool in there. And we're not, not running the AC. And believe it or not, Dan, our power bill went from, this is last year. Last year we were paying I think one seventy something or sorry two seventy something a month. But we're on the Duke plan where you pay they average everything out so you always pay two seventy you pay two seventy two pays two seventy. This year they reevaluated us. Now we're paying two twenty five two twenty five two twenty five. So we've saved almost fifty some odd dollars now just running that little portable AC unit in our bedroom and not having the house cool down as much. We have a setting on ours called meat locker. That's what my wife has it set. <laughs> it's about seventy degrees, but you walk in my house it feels like you're walking into a cooler. Oh, God. All right. When we come back, we'll dive into a guy's just trying to do his job out there in the heat and uh, delivering packages. You, you've bought stuff from Amazon, right? Occasionally, okay. like every day. And then they have all these people that work for their subcontractor from Amazon. Well, this gentleman right here was just trying to do his job. One of the homeowners in the area didn't like it and started showing his ass. So stick around. We'll dive into that here when we come back. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. It was
decided to walk away. You're listening to Hollywood Stevie T with this latest song, I've Been Hurt. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. You're listening to Profit Radio 24 7 worldwide. Hello? Hello? Yeah, uh, Mr. Hall? Oh, yeah, hey. Uh, very good morning, sir. Oh, very good morning. This is Peter Wilson, and we are calling you from United States Grants Department. As because you, this member has been selected to receive our free government grants, so that is why you, you are just, getting. You guys just called me yesterday and sent me uh, $9,000. Ready? Yeah. You pompous, stuck-up, snot-nosed, giant, twerp, scumbag, fuck-face, dickhead, asshole. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. Love is subjective. Deacon Live now presents you the Queerdo Queen of the Play-Doh Pounce. This is Melania SX with her latest song, Soap Your Love. Welcome back to Deacon Live. You want something for free? Of course you do. You want something for free? Go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. And we have a whole bunch of sticker packs up there, some magnet packs. I just ordered a whole bunch of hologram Deacon Live stickers. So um, this is us showing appreciation for you for showing appreciation for us and giving us the time of day, you know, downloading us and doing all the stuff that you do. And the way you do that is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the free swag. And there's a little survey there. So if you want to fill that out as well. Believe me, I'm not going to do anything with your email address. I got too much shit going on. It's too hot out here. I got Dan over here. He's going to trim my trees tomorrow in front of my motion light over there and over to my far right hand side. Speaking of Dan, is Dan. Yes. Hey, how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing much better. Still recovering from yesterday. Are you? You still, I know you've already gone down like two bottles of water already and mm-hmm. we're only, at, you know, 20 minutes into the show. You call me an older gentleman. I feel my age. I feel 67 now. Most of the time I feel like I'm 40. I'm out doing stuff. Right. It just, yesterday took a toll on me. Bending, twisting, contorting, all the stuff I used to do <laughs> in the circus. Backflips. <laughs> now, do you consider yourself a healthy individual? Yeah, I do. Now, what makes you determine that you feel that you're a healthy individual, I guess is what I'm saying. Oh, I have a pulse. I breathe. I don't, I'm just, you know, like five pounds overweight. Just five pounds? Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. Now, I, I don't know if you could tell, Dan, I, I have lost some weight. Yes. And we're pretty <laughs> soon we'll be putting you in the shoebox. Right. Yeah. They do a survey of like, you know, the, the top 10 places that people would love to live and top 10 places that have the worst drivers and the top whatever of this. And there's always some something for you attach a monogram to it and they'll they'll do a top 10 with it now what they actually have done is the top healthiest county for being the healthiest in the united states so a lot of times you want to have the most sunshine you go to florida if you want to have the best weather you go to whatever uh this same county tops the healthiest u.s community ranking for the second year in a row located 40 miles from santa fe this county is home to canyons mesas connected by 58 miles of trails networking 13 developed public parks, expansive golf courses, a community of over 19,000 people, scores the highest housing population in health and infrastructure category, according to the annual U.S. News and World Report Healthiest Communities ranking this past Tuesday. The first community to take number one spot twice since 1918, according to the report. The place is called... No, since 2018. What'd I say? 1918. Oh, I'm sorry. It's close. It's one century off. I know. Uh, 2018. I'll edit that out. Um, Known for its vast, breathtaking mountain ranges, Los Alamos. Is that, how do you say that? Las Alamos. Las 
Alamos, is that right? Los Alamos County. County. Ranked among, among the best communities for factors such as low COVID-19 cases, citizen income, employment, education achievements. However, the county has four runner, runners-up. Douglas County, Colorado, Falls Church, Virginia, uh, Lundune County in Virginia, and San Miguel County in Colorado. All scored below average uh, the subcategory of equal. Op- anyway, so there you go. If you want to live in the healthiest county, you go to, what is it, Los Los Alamos County. And where is Los Alamos County? That's in New Mexico. You ever been there? You ever been to New Mexico? No, I've never been there. I have no desire, really. I'd like to go to Colorado is one state I've never been I'd like to go to. (laughs) Now, this gentleman right here, he's out there and delivering. He's doing his job. Now, here in a, what they call a gig society, you know what a gig society is, right? Yes. So that, for those of you who don't know, if you are willing to work and on your own time, you can you can find a job. And what I mean is you can sign up for DoorDash. You can sign up for to be an Uber driver. You can sign up to be uh, whatever, one of those many things. Uh, one of the things that Amazon does is Amazon will hire you to deliver their packages. You go to their big hub. You pick up the packages for whatever assigned area that you have, and you deliver those packages. Now this gentleman here is riding on his bicycle, and he's got like a basket, like a like the old grandma, the witch of the east, you know, the basket on the front, and he's got all these packages that he's delivering in this small condominium complex community. It sounds like someone who's trying to better himself really may not have enough money for a second car, and or or just because of his location, it's probably easier for him to ride a bicycle to get around town rather than have an actual vehicle to that, get around town. That could also be true. So this gentleman here confronted. Him, and this is in San Francisco. This gentleman, white guy, is confronting this black gentleman. I'm going to assume he's black. I really, I see his hands once or twice in the video. I'm going to assume he's black. And this guy is asking him, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And to see this video, you go to ProfitRadio.com, click on Deacon Live. And for every podcast, we do have a matching video as well. And uh, it's a little long, so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of cut through some of the stuff. But here's the start of it. Uh, and give me your opinion on it as well. The, the video starts. It's a white guy. He's got jeans on, uh, long sleeve shirt with his sleeves pulled up a little bit and he starts putting on his mask again so obviously this is a time where he's still worried about um the COVID 19 so here he Please goes get out of my face put your mask on there you go i'm outside i don't need a mask what the fuck do you want i want identification who are you who with? the fuck are you why do I? Why do you think that I have to answer your fucking question? Why do you think that I have to answer your question? Sir so reaches in his pocket and gets out his so phone and starts videotaping. It's none of your business. So now it's a videotape off. It's none of your business. Get out of my way. Who are those addresses? Don't worry about what the fuck I'm doing. Get out of my face. Every time I come around here, motherfuckers like you make my job harder. Please get out of my face, dude. But you haven't identified yourself. Uh, that's none of your business. Why do I have to? Get, why do you think that I have to identify myself? Now, I don't know if my my delivery driver, it, it, I know it's, it's a woman, and she comes with like an old Buick Skylark or something and drops all packages. And if it's heavy, sometimes I know we get dog food and, and things. Um, I'll go out there and help her because, you know, the motion triggers. I, I see her car out there. I'll go, hold on, hold on. She's like, it's in here somewhere, darling. I'll get it for you. You know, I'm like, no, 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 I'll help you. So she drops it off, and she goes on about her day. And I don't know if she's got a badge on. I can't remember, but she's got a scanner. She's got a, a, a portable scanner like you would have at um, Home Depot when you're scanning prices and things. Seeing nothing. Don't worry about who I'm with. It's the, none of your business. Who are the boxes addressed? Yeah, this guy is really out of his element. What's your name? Let's see some identification. What's your address? So this is the who funny I? part. Yeah, that's right. See his handshaking? What's your name? What's John. your name, buddy? John. John what? That's all you get. John what? 
John, what? You come over here asking for identification? John, John, what? I don't give a fuck. Fuck you and your missing package. <laughs> so it goes on and on. Good. Good for you. You heard about the Karen Act, right? So good luck with that. What's your last name, John? Hey, John, what's your last name? So the video goes on and on. Now, you should call him. For what? Tell me what you're calling him for. Oh, now it's harassment. Before, it was because I was walking down the street. Now I'm harassing you? Didn't you call for me from that fucking window right there? Didn't you call my, didn't you call for me? I was across the street. You called out to me. I didn't come over here looking for you. Hey, nah, 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 call the cops. Call the cops, please. Please, call the cops. So now he, he doesn't know what to do. Cause he, the, the guy's up. calling no, him out. He's calling him out. Yeah, the, the police won't come in San Francisco unless it's a murder or a robbery. Right. Opened up a fucking newspaper. Can you not look around and see what the fuck is going on because of this bullshit right here? Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit, man. And now, motherfuckers like me, haha, got little fucking handhold recording devices in our pocket. So bullshit assholes like you can't get away with the bullshit you be pulling anymore. So go ahead, call the fucking cops. You already said you're going to call them, right? I'm not evading. I'm not leaving the scene of a crime. That's what you said you're going to do, right? <laughs> He's just so trying to deliver his packages. It's none of your business. You shouldn't have fucking stepped on my toes in the first place. And a younger me would have beat your fucking ass, but I'm not going to do that. Call the cops. <laughs> it's smart. He, this gentleman has every right to sit there and argue with this guy. He's trying to deliver packages in his neighborhood, and that's his job. He's got all these little houses. He even says further on in the video, you know, it's people like you that, that hate people like me that, that make this world a, a, a horrible place. And he gets all these packages because he knows they're like maybe 10, 20 units in this little development there. Well, that's just a regular street in San Francisco. That's not development. Well, if you if you watch the video, here, let me see if I can, he's got a little better picture here. But see, all these little houses, it's all concrete. They're, I mean, they're beautiful little, they're not houses, they're, they're condominiums. But they're fancy condominiums. Yeah, and they will have six or seven houses put together. Each right. person makes the front of the house separate. Right. Did you call the cops? Did you call the cops? I haven't yet. I'm sorry. I'm a pussy. Get out of my face, man. You mean you fucking clown? He is. Dear Pack Hikes. Hey, everybody. I'm not here to steal shit. <laughs> so he's making an announcements to everyone in the little area there. Dear Park Heights, I'm not here to steal shit. I'm here to give you your goddamn packages. And it's so sad that this guy, what was this white guy thinking? Is he thinking that you know he's gonna be? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna save the neighborhood because this guy, this black guy, is driving around in the neighborhood on a bicycle with packages. He's thinking that he's a porch pirate. And what's gonna happen is this goes viral, and that guy <coughs> loses his job at his computer business or at his insurance company. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. working. Oh, yeah. He loses his job. But the thing I don't see is that you're an employee for Amazon. You should, you should, he should have watched his language. You well, know, no, but, he's not, he's yeah. not an employee for Amazon. He's a, con he's contracted out. If you work for, let's say, for example, Home Depot, yeah. you can't be walking around in the store smoking cigarettes. But our delivery drivers sometimes are subcontracted out. They can walk around and smoke cigarettes or do, or do any of that oh, stuff. Oh, yes. But the delivery driver, you still are an agent for the company and you shouldn't be using that kind of language. Well, language, I mean, you're, yeah. you're splitting hairs here as far as no. you know what you're you're nailing the guy for the guy was defending himself because this one guy came up to him and approached him and said who are you what are you doing here he's like i'm doing my fucking job why don't you piss off i'm doing my who are these packages for what do you mean who are these packages for it's for the yeah. people in this area oh everything was right i can see amazon doing something for him that's all no if, if, no if, if amazon if amazon tells this guy well look you can't you can't do you can't do this anymore we had a complaint about you and he's gonna go okay here's the complaint here's the other side of the complaint he's gonna show them this video now 
I know people at Amazon that work subcontracted with Amazon, uh, they have a deadline. They have a, a metrics that they have to hit. They have to deliver so many packages within so many miles. I know of people that have worked for Amazon and have lost their job because their car that they were using to transport their packages and everything was in the shop that day or had to get an oil change or blew a tire. So their metrics went from you have to deliver like 16 packages per hour, went down to like three packages per hour. So Amazon like going, hey, you know, even though you're freelancing yourself, we do have a deadline to make. You know, these packages have to be out. So these things do happen. So the metric, people are losing their job because of just the metrics alone. This guy's trying to get his metrics. He's trying to deliver his shit. Yep. And there's more of it. That's not an isolated incident. It is not an isolated incident. But I just wanted to show you, it's sad that people, the, the white guy thought he was doing good. You know, what are you doing in my neighborhood? And he was saying, all right, well, <laughs> piss off. Yeah, the white guy needs to get a life. All right. Uh, speaking of getting a life, um, watch out for this venomous snake that's in your area. What area is it? Well, I'll get into that when we come back. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Taylor, Michigan, with her latest album coming out this September called God Working Miracles. You're listening to Lori Ann Davis with her latest song, Something About Jesus. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. I do not like internet radio. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. It's broken. Is this broken really? I just have to twist the knob a little bit. Twist the knob. It's a boom stand. It's, it's, it's kind of like a penis if you could do if a penis had knuckles. Right. Does your penis have knuckles? I named my penis Knuckles. <laughs> penis. This is what's happening in your world tonight. 407-448-8800. Deacon Live now presents you John Consalvo with his latest song, Open the Sea. His new album, dropped today, is called Into the Apocalypse Part A. See his new video ProfitRadio.com Well, truth be told, it's quite the mystery Finding that one to touch my soul for all eternity Me to finally understand Life loses meaning When you live it as a broken man Where is my soulmate? Where is my soulmate? Does she know that I'm crying That I'm dying But I'm still trying yeah. Welcome back to Deacon Live Make sure you follow us on all your social networks, and the way you do that is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio, and you can see all the links that links us to you and you to us as well. Over to my far right-hand side is Dan. How are you? I'm doing good. Well, Feeling better. You said you were a little tired. Why are you tired? Oh, I did not get much sleep last night. Why? Why? What's wrong with you sleeping? After putting my car stereo in, bending and twisting and turning every part of my 
body aches except my right eyebrow. You just said you were healthy. You thought you were a healthy person, and that now you're saying that. yesterday. <laughs> it fell off a cliff. Today's one of the, I feel my age today. Tomorrow I'll be back to feeling ten years now, younger. Now, what kind of mattress do you have? Do you sleep on a good mattress, or you know, every ten? What do they say? Every yeah. ten years, you're supposed to change the mattress out. We got a mattress from Mattress Firm. We went down and laid on all the different mattresses. This one feels great, and we've had it about three years. Halfway through the payments on it, and it just it hurts. I get up in the morning, my back hurts, it aches, and I have I'm so I get out of bed early just because it aches. Otherwise, I'd be sleeping later. Now one. One of our proud sponsors here at Deacon Live is the Purple Mattress. Do you know what Purple Mattress is? Have you seen that before? Commercial? No, no I have not. Do me a favor. Go to ProfitRadio.com. Click on the purple uh, icon there, and you can see all the videos and everything. I have a Purple Mattress. I have, the, I think, the two-inch with the whole mattress and everything. What do you do? You can, you've got your laptop over there. You can go yeah. to the Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the little Purple Mattress there, and you can see all the, the videos and stuff. And I love it. Amy loves yeah. it, too. It doesn't, you know, it's one of those manufacturers manufactured there's no springs there's no coils it's just foam and this weird space rubber that's in there and the bed does not get hot at all it's nice and cool it's nice and supporting um i was having bad problems with my back and this thing literally cradles you and the the most incredible thing was they show the video of a plate glass with eggs attached to it you know raw eggs and they were dropping it on the bed and the eggs were not cracking and they say oh they're they're not real eggs and at the end of the video they literally lift it back up and go crack 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 and it's amazing so i will have to check that i don't do it now i don't want to get fired for browsing on company time okay uh, speaking of browsing on company time walmart is now taking uh insulin insulin you know diabetes is running rapid through the whole united states everyone's overweight everyone's not eating right except for the one county uh, los alamos is that right yes you got it right then i thank you uh, I, I tried i studied very hard walmart now is unveiling a new low price in insulin as more patients with diabetes are struggling to pay for it. Now, who was the, the pharma douche guy? The one that said, I'm going to make insulin $3,000 for whatever per vial. There was a guy who was like 26, 27 years old. He was a billionaire already and bought a company that made insulin and said, I'm, I'm taking it from $500 for a vial to $3,000 for a vial. I do remember that a couple of years ago. Uh, I have to tell you, my mother is diabetic, my sister's diabetic, and my mother's diabetic. They have Medicaid has what's called a donut. That means they'll pay for a certain amount that they pay. Then you get a spot where you pay. And then after you've spent a million dollars, they'll pay after that. Isn't it crazy? And it's it's something people need. They need that to survive. And it was costing her five or $600 a month for insulin. And that's just insane. Well, Walmart right now is stepping up. And Walmart will start to sell a less expensive version of the analog insulin to people who do not have health insurance or struggle to afford the drug's cost. The company made a bigger push into the healthcare as it tries to leverage as a massive reach for, for new opportunities. It has also sought to bring everyday low price, quote unquote, everyday low price to the medical care by opening up primary care clinics and acquiring the telehealth company. And now Amazon's getting into it, so I think this may be a way of combating Amazon. Well, I mean, not only that, but you're taking the power out of these corporations, these drug companies. So, for example, hear me out. So everyone says, 
know Walmart's a town killer. Walmart's a, you know, mom and pop town killer. So Walmart goes in there, and I'm Tom. I'm Tom, and I make broom handles. I make brooms, you know, little brooms, you know, handheld brooms. And uh, Walmart says, how much do you sell on a normal basis? I sell about 1000 a year. Well, I will buy 1000 a week if you can make the price 78 cents per unit for me, and I'll turn around and sell them for 3 bucks. And, you know, I'm making the brooms, and I'm like, oh, well, I can. it costs me $1.78 to make the brooms. Walmart will go, okay, figure it out, you know, how to make this cheaper, and then we'll buy it from you. But that's what they do. They have the power of buying. They've got so much power. Amazon's the same way. So now is is Walmart getting into a better medical, like they have the power of saying, look, we'll buy your insulin, you know, instead of the, the doctors and everything prescribing it. Just go down to, to Walmart and go get your insulin. Yeah, it's a business deal. Walmart's in it for the money, but... There's, they save people a lot of money and a lot of product. And, you know, I, for one, when I go to Walmart, you get a clean store. It's stocked well. The employees are helpful. I mean, I think Walmart's doing it right. I, I mean, I like Walmart because I, I pinch every penny I can possibly pinch. And my wife goes, well, let's just go up the food line. I go, yeah, if I go to food line and they don't have, um, what if I need, for example, the other day I needed, what did I, I had to get? Oh, I had to get, uh, just something stupid to hold the friggin' spatulas and stuff on the, on the stove. You know, all your, all your little cookware, like your spatulas and your little, uh, spoons and stuff, the big serving spoons. I needed something small like that. Well, food line's not going to have it. So where do I have to go? Walmart. You go to Walmart. I go to Walmart. And then while I'm at Walmart, might as well do some shopping as well. Everything's there. It's a one stop shop. And I think it works good. And I think Amazon has the same business model where they squeeze every penny out of the sellers. Right. But but and they don't have a brick and mortar store for per se. Wait till next week. Yeah. So what's going on in North Carolina? Well, for those of you who don't know, we broadcast just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, a beautiful little town we like to call Marshville. And we uh, broadcast on 22-some-odd acres here. Uh, we have an 800-square-foot studio above a three-car garage. We're fully enclosed, insulated. Dan, you have to admit, that AC, that split unit up there is nice and cool, right? What's it say up there? I think it says 70, 74 degrees. 74 degrees, and it feels every bit of 74, doesn't it? Yes, it's 4 <laughs> degrees warmer than my house. I'm dying. Now, residents in one Raleigh, North Carolina neighborhood woke up on Tuesday with a news that a zebra cobra snake was on the loose. A zebra cobra, state, a zebra cobra snake is not indigenous to the state. In fact, not even indigenous to this country. Zebra cobra snakes originate from Africa, according to Africa Snake Bite Institute. The snake usually is shy and will choose to escape. Although, if it's cornered, what will it do? It'll bite or... It will bite you. It will do that. Or spit. <laughs> its venom can cause tissue damage or even death, according to the Institute. So over in Raleigh, North Carolina, I guess this snake has gotten out. Uh, residents in the neighborhood told us that they had no clue one of their neighbors was keeping a zebra cobra as a pet. They said they were especially concerned with their children's and pet. Now, for the most part, Raleigh, North Carolina, you ever been to Raleigh? Yes. Um, in fact, I drove there just for a sandwich, 82 miles from my house one way for a sandwich at Hibernian's Pub and it was worth the trip. Was it? Now, so Raleigh, Raleigh's a, our, well, our state capital, and, but uh, one snake, one snake is out and it's roaming around. Eh, are you scared about it, Dan? What if I said I got a snake out there somewhere? Well, my wife's the one afraid of snakes. She always tells me when you, when you go outside mowing the lawn, watch out for snakes. And I go, I'm on the mower. You know, they're not going to bother me. But we have a sign outside our development and some guy has an ad say, get rid of your snakes. And he has his phone number there. And he goes, my wife went up to me the other day and said, do you think that he's killing snakes in other places and bring them here just to drum up business and leave <laughs> snakes around our area? I said, no. 
I don't think so. But that's kind of that's kind of shady. It's very shady if he was doing that. Well, no, he's not. My wife just she comes up with these ideas in her head. I know to get rid of snakes. Um, when I was working for Home Depot, they'd always come in and ask for a, a snake NIMBY or something like that. Not in my backyard. It was a granule thing that would sprinkle like in your flower beds and stuff. And uh, all it was was sulfur. It was ground up sulfur. And I would tell people just get some sulfur tablets and stuff and just kind of put it in your your gardens and stuff. Oh, I, I came home one day and the snake was sitting up on my bush. He was just out there sunning. Yeah, because you know what he's doing? He's trying to gather heat to hunt that night. Yeah. And, I mean, I stay away from snakes. They stay away from me. That's the deal. So, anyways, there's a snake loose. And there's a snake in my boot. There's a snake loose in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. King Cobra snake. And uh, I guess they're they're pretty dangerous. But there's only one. It's only one. One got out. So, I don't know how he got it here. Uh, the story or the article doesn't dive into that. Now, diving into something spectacular. We're going to take a, a short little break here. Um, we got a new segment on the show. And Dan. Dan is a IT guy for the most part. I mean, what's your background as far as IT? How did you how did you become oh. as smart and so knowledgeable well, as far as like helping me here in the studio and getting everything set up for me? I just hit the buttons. Dan hooks everything up for me. I just hit the buttons. Hit this one when you want to do that, and hit that when you want to do that. Well, I started working in 1998 for a computer store and just started as an apprentice putting computers together, and I watched the other people, and I had a desire to learn, and I worked there for three years, learned as much as I could about computers, and it's like riding a bicycle. Once you learn how to ride a bicycle, you can learn to ride a motorcycle, and you just keep learning and reading and um, trial and error, and um, I do it, you know, from Windows 95 to 98 to Millennium, XP to <laughs> Windows 10, and now we got Windows 11's coming out. And you're going to tell us about Windows 11 as well when we come back. Yes? Yes. <laughs> Okay, just want to be sure we're still on the same page. All right, you're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll get him trained. It's only his second day here on the job, so I'll get him trained here. So don't worry, guys. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. You didn't have a question, Mark, over your head. Last night. No, I didn't. <laughs> hey, Miss Thing, come to the crib. We can play Miss Thing. Get a quick bite. I'll pay Miss Thing. Five-star vacay every day, Miss Thing. Miss Thing bad. Miss Thing bad. Try to stay jealous of what Miss Thing have. Not a perfect order for what Miss Thing sad. And I'm holding anybody that made Miss Thing mad. Word. I'm just at a loss for words. First of all, I'm dumb. Second of all, she not to tell you that I'm way too soft for third. A recent a graduate from 2020. 21 in the New England area. This is Primo Ray with his latest song, Miss Thing. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. Can your radio station do this? Why you always in the mood? You don't want to see me ready. Can your radio station do this? Can your radio station do this? I had my suspicions and you had your own Thousand dirty dishes in a broken home ProfitRadio.com Profit Radio Profit Radio You're live on the air I was, I was watching TV with my wife and I just yes. kept seeing these uh, flood warnings And I'm like, you know what? Well, kind of You know what? I'm not going out I'm trying to do something else here I'm Call 407 What are we doing? 448 Right now all the way from a small town in Connecticut, Hartour has released their newest album called Divert the Asteroid. This is their latest song, What It Means. For more information, go to properradio.com. the way you walk in the city of the twin machines. I'm watching as the ground gets swept away. Did you ever wonder if that thing they did was done to me? 
Welcome back to Deacon Live. Don't forget all the bands that you hear here on Deacon Live. i got to figure out a better way to say that. All the bands that you listen to during our breaks here at Deacon Live. That sounds a little bit better, right? Yeah, that sounds much better. All right, thank you. All the bands that you listen to here on Deacon Live are independent artists, and they have um, they have our support. We're showing support for them. And make sure you show them some love and support as well. Uh, and the way you do that is go over to ProfitRadio.com and uh, click on every band that is played here on the air. i got to figure out a better way to say that. Every band that's played here on the air, you can find their little information. A lot of them have videos. They've got new songs coming out. These bands, the production value on most of these bands, and Dan, you found out a lot of bands that you've never heard of before, and you you kind of did a little bit more research, and you like bought their albums and everything. Yeah, and, and they do seem to be pretty good. They have some pretty the, talent. The, yeah, a lot of great talent here on Deacon Live in between the breaks. Now, speaking of talent and speaking of uh, in between the breaks, we have a new little segment here, and this segment is called Up to Speed with Technology with Dan. Right now, Windows is just announced. They have Windows 11 will be coming out this fall around Christmas time. It's going to be having a lot of different layouts. It's going to have different desktops, so you can have a desktop at home, now a why, desktop at work. Now, why why do they come out with Windows 10, Windows 11? What, what's the reason behind that? Instead of doing like an iOS update. Well, a lot of people want to see something new, new, and they want to keep up to date with. Apple's also. Apple has new operating systems. They want new features. Um, they can get to sell new computers with a new operating system. Something fresh and something different for people. They get stagnant with the same operating system. Yeah, but isn't it just isn't it just an update? Does does Apple say I've got Apple Ten or Apple Five? Other than yeah. the phone themselves, is the operating system operate iOS fourteen, iOS fifteen, iOS sixteen, or is it just always operating system? No, this would be different. This when when they go from when they go from Windows ten to eleven, it's going to be a whole new system. Uh, Windows 11 is going to be a whole new system. It's going to integrate chat, the taskbar. It's going to make it so users can instantly connect by text, chat, voice, or video with their personal contacts, whether it's Windows, Android, or iOS. They can have new teams. They can have DirectX 12 Ultimatum. Is this a good thing or a bad thing for Windows 11? And when is it coming out? I'm sorry. It should be out the holiday season. Uh, it's Which gonna, holiday? This holiday. You know, Thanksgiving, Christmas time. Oh, okay. I didn't know if there was a certain yeah. holiday that was coming out. No, Easter Tuesday, yes. They uh, they have in Windows 11, and there's going to be some, there is some confusion on whether your computer you have is eligible for it. And what the marketing department says one thing, and what the engineer says another, and all the tech people looking at it now and they go, it's so confusing. We don't know if my computer is capable for Windows 11 or not. We were so worried about Y2K. I think the Windows updates are more like more of a pain in the ass than the Y2K thing that happened. You know, you went from, oh, the, the, the odometer doesn't roll over on your on your thing for your computer, but yet you go from, what was it, XP to XP Professional to Windows what? Uh, XP to Windows 7. Windows, and, 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 then and then on and on, but and, and a lot of stuff won't work, and there's a lot of programs out there that I know will drop off. Oh, we don't, we're not supported by Windows 11. Wait while we make a patch for it. Yeah, I, I think there's mostly problems with drivers, with printers, and devices 
is the biggest problem there. Uh, when I worked at the computer store, we were coming up on Y2K, and everybody was going around, going through a business's computer, charging $5,000 to make sure it was all Y2K ready. My boss said, I'm not going to do a damn thing. I'm not going to steal people's money. Y2K came, nothing happened. And, you know, he's got loyal customers, and he got customers that left other places because he said, Nothing's going to happen. It's going to work fine. So are we worried about Windows 11 or are we good no. with the Windows 11? Windows 11 should be fine. Should, shouldn't be an issue at all. All right. What else you got? Um, we also have a problem right now that um, I was going to tell you one thing. Alexa has a show mode that's available for all your Windows PCs in the United States. It just needs a microphone to work. You can, you can download the Alexa app on your PC from the, from, from the Windows Store, and you can use it as a, a show. If you ever use Alexa... Alexa show. <laughs> you, you know, features. everyone's Alexa that's, that's playing this or <laughs> in their homes right now is, is going off the, the rails. Every time you say Alexa, oh, it's, oh. It's, li- it's listening. It's listening. It's listening. I have an yeah. Alexa show. My wife bought it for me from Amazon, and she got it on like one of those Prime deals. I think it was like 50 bucks for it. But it, it's awesome. We have it in the kitchen. Yeah, we have four Alexas. But now you can take your old and tablet, or if you have a computer and you're not using it, you can just turn on the app, and you can use it as a show. And you can use it to check the weather, or you can talk to people, so, other Alexa users. So why, what's the difference between taking your tablet and turning it into a show and just turning on your tablet and just going to whatever weather report or anything like that? What's the advantage, I guess, is what I'm saying. I think the advantage is you can be across the room, and instead of going over and typing in, what's today's weather, you can just yell, hey, Alexa, what time is it? What else do you have? Oh, we have another thing, the Peloton cycling that's exercise, which I, I think everyone should be warned right now, exercise is no good for you. It is not, no, no. unless you live in Los Alamos. Yes. The Peloton users are now being warned about a new security threat relating to the touchscreen on the Bike Plus that could be potentially controlled by hackers. Now, we had an article a few weeks back, and, and you guys can listen to this. Go to Deacon Live and on iHeartRadio or wherever you download podcasts, where the Peloton treadmill actually was spinning, and the, the child got sucked up underneath it. And that was a that was a total safety violation. So you mean there's more Peloton bad, trouble? More, more bad news. Sell your Peloton stock. It's just bad news, and they said that hackers can get into it, but they would have to use a USB drive, so it's probably not going to be a security issue in your house. It would be if you're at a hotel or a gym and somebody could put a USB drive, they could use the camera and microphone. Could If you happen to go on Netflix or anything when you're using the Peloton, they could get your passwords. Oh, okay. I was going to say, what's the advantage of hacking a, a Peloton other than looking at you sweating <laughs> sweating on the camera? You know, oh man, 10 more minutes, Tracy, let's go! Yeah, that's the only, but that's the only, that's the only bad thing and it's kind of a lighthearted security thing yeah, rather, so, rather than ransomware or something right so you're you're watching uh netflix on on your peloton and someone gets your password i mean it's how it's easy not for nothing not for nothing we have disney plus and we don't pay for disney plus her nieces have disney plus and when they were over here they they can we put our disney plus on your tv sure you can you can you know they're all they're gonna do if they get your password and stuff they're just gonna watch netflix on their end what kind of hackers getting into the peloton and watching what what free netflix Netflix? Is that the whole thing about he, hacking in there? Yeah, I do not know why they've done that. And I have all the security problems you have. I think this is one to kind of chuckle at. Well, if you have any security problems or any kind of technical information, make sure you email me, deacon at profitradio.com at any time. Questions and stuff, we'll take them live 
on the air for Dan, and Dan, he's a, a wealth of knowledge, and I, I see this uh, this little bit here going further and further. I know there's a lot of people out there that have technical information or technical questions about their laptops and everything. You can email me at any time at deacon at profit radio. Put in the subject line, IT Dan, and, and we'll get those questions on the air. When we come back, Dan, we are part of the human race, I'm assuming, right? You and I are both part of the human race. Speak for yourself. Right. And we've seen, we, as growing up in school and stuff, we've seen the, from Neanderthals to humans, we've seen the, you know, the from monkeys, and if you believe evolution and stuff, they found a new link. Not a missing link, but a new link. Oh, I, I've never heard that. So when we come back, we'll dive into that and explain all that here on Geek and Live. Stick around, we'll be right back after this. Show. This is Gravity, all the way from Belgium, with influences from jazz, swing, and a mix of electronica. This is the latest song called Lose Control. You can find him on Facebook, GR4VTY. You're listening to the best internet rock station, Profit Radio. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. That's Profit underscore radio. Follow us on Twitter, get some updates and some great news. Stick around, we'll be right back. Do you know what sucks about internet radio? Absolutely fucking nothing. Nothing. Profit radio. I don't like nothing. internet radio. I do not like internet radio. Profit radio. Profit radio. Deacon Live now presents you Will with his latest song, Blue Night Sky. All the songs are EDM and part of an upcoming album called Will Tomorrow Ever Come, released this past June 26th. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. Welcome back to Deacon Live. You hear the lawnmower? I, I, you know, I, I do this podcast every Wednesday at this time, and I try to stay away from the guy who mowed his lawn across the property uh, from us. Now, we're in a, a sound-sealed studio here, and for those of you who don't know, we broadcast just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, a beautiful little town we like to call Marshville. We sit on 20-some-odd acres, but there's a guy, I swear to God... He used to mow his lawn every every Wednesday early in the morning, and then he would he would uh, wrap it up, and then I would do the podcast. I'm like, all right, I'll do the podcast at this time, and then get it up on the air, and then upload it to iHeartRadio and all the stuff that goes on there. Oh, I forgot to say, hey, Dan, yeah. do you hear the lawnmower over there? Dan's over I my can, far right hand. I can barely hear it. You can barely hear it. I know, but it, it, it's annoying. It's annoying. We'll have to get him some headphones. 
<laughs> or tell him to stop mowing. For those of you just joining us, make sure um, you go to ProfitRadio.com and uh, you can see all the links that shares are... Is this your second day here? This is my second day here. All the links that uh, you can find us at, you can find that. And uh, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> train of thought hasn't left the station. Huh? <laughs> Anyways, go to ProfitRadio.com and connect us with your social contacts and all the links that links us to you and you to us as well. How's that sound? Does that sound better? That's much better. I got free stickers. I got a bunch of free stickers coming in. I ordered a whole bunch more for all our listeners out there. All right. So, Dan, when you have cereal in the morning, do you have, first of all, are you a cereal eater? Not in the morning. I have eggs and toast in the morning, but I will have a bowl of cereal later. Get right up on the mic. I will have a bowl of cereal later in the day. Why later in the day? Uh, sometimes I feel like when it's hot and you don't really want to have a hot meal, I just have a bowl of cereal. Now, on your cereal, what do you, what do you put on your cereal? Almond milk. Almond milk? It's healthier for you. That's the reason I drink it. It's less fattening. And plus, almond milk can stay in your refrigerator for five or six weeks, where I buy a gallon of milk, I don't drink it, and after three days, it ends up, you know, I have to pour it down the drain. All right, so trade off with me. A gallon of milk costs what? A dollar, two dollars? Let's say two dollars. Just make it even. Two dollars, right? And it'll last for a week and a half? I don't find it. Mine doesn't last that long. It's three or four days and you throw it out. That's why I drink the almond milk. Three or four days? A gallon of milk, when you say it doesn't last, it spoils. Before it spoils. You... Spoils long before I can drink Dan, it. Dan, you're not... Where are you buying your milk from? Aldi's. You need something that's double-double pasteurized, like Fairlife. Fairlife is like $4 for a half gallon. Uh, I'll, get, I'll drink the almond. All right. And then how how recently have you started drinking almond milk? Uh, about a year. A little over a year. So before that, you were actually actually drinking like regular milk. Yes. All right. And I don't know why your milk spoils within two or three days. I think it's your, your setting on your refrigerator. What's your setting on your refrigerator? Like your, your setting on the AC in the house, you know, you, you don't have it below what, 76, 74, no, 72 no, meat, no, meat locker? No, it's it's cold. We have the refrigerator set on cold and actually it's in an area where it has a little duct work coming from the freezer. So it's actually cooler than the rest of the refrigerator. And it's still spoil. Yeah. You, so you're telling me if yeah. you buy milk on Friday, it will spoil by Monday? Yeah, it does. Come, I can't Dan, tell you. Come on, I can't tell you how many times I've just poured no. and dumped it out. You're buying the, the obviously all these milk sucks. I got a half gallon in there now. Yeah. I only bought it because she bought a big thing of cookies, and I need, I'm like I can't just eat these cookies. I need some kind of milk, and I make chocolate. You know, I do the Hershey's chocolate milk thing, and it's been in there since uh, since. Well, I go grocery shopping every Friday at Walmart. You know those lumps in it? That means no. it's bad. <laughs> no, yeah. it's still good. Yeah. And even when I buy it and I, I put it in there. A half gallon, I guarantee you this Sunday it'll still be good. Okay, I'll come by and check. I will take a picture, I will yeah. I will do a video and I'll post it on our Facebook page, and you can be part of the Facebook page as well. Just go to profitradio.com, click on social contacts, and make sure you like us on our Facebook page as well. There's a lot of people out there that they say we shouldn't eat meat, we should all be plant-based, we should do all this stuff, you know, better for the planet, but better for the earth. Now Milking cows. There's a group of people out there that says milking cows is inhumane. Now, Dan, how do you feel about milking cows? First of all, I think that's been going on for centuries. If we stop milking cows, first of all, you're going to have a whole industry of farmers that are out of work. Second of all, I think these cows are used to being milked, and if you don't milk them anymore... They're going to get sick and, you know, they're going to have health issues and die from not being milked. So in this article, picture this. A woman is forcibly impregnated. After she gives birth, she is 
violently separated from her child. She is forced to breastfeed with other <laughs> women's babies for 10 months. Then she's impregnated again, only to start this vicious cycle over wash, rinse, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat. So I, I don't know if should they, I mean, you know, the cows are going to get pregnant anyways, right? Yeah, they're going to get pregnant. And they're also going to take the cows and chop their heads off and make steaks for us and hamburgers. It's, <laughs> I mean, what are we going to do? Stop everything? But, I mean, if we're not milking cows, what's the next animal down the line that we're going to milk? And I say, when I say milk, I'm not saying milk for money. I'm talking if these cows, these mama cows, don't have their udders dissolved or, or, or milked or pumped or whatever, they are going to, they're, they're in pain. So we'll have to start milking goats next. And then after Great. goats, then what? Uh, grandmothers. So how do, how we, when you say stop milking, stop milking animals, all right? So let's say stop milking animals altogether. If someone puts their hand down and says, let's stop milking animals because of what happens. You don't know that that cow that was birthed is going off and, and going to be, well, it's going to be, if it's a male or whatever, the, the, it'll be a beef cow or whatever, or the cycle rotates, rinse, repeat. We're going to lose, name five things that if we stop milking cows, what, what are we going to lose? Ice cream. Ice cream. Cheese. Cheese. Butter. I mean, it's... It's just, that's insane. Yeah. So a lot of the, this group of people were saying, you know, milking cows is, <laughs> thanks to her exorbitant amount of funds spending lobbyists and top-notch advertising, the dairy industry has tricked us. What's the whole campaign about got milk and it's got everyone with the, the mu- milk mustache? It's the same company that, that came up with the whole advertisement with the incredible edible. Incredible edible egg. Yes. It's the same company that said, and it's a farmer group or all the farmers are getting together and say, hey, we need to sell more milk. We need to sell more eggs. Uh, that type of stuff. What's the other? The it's the same company that came up with pork. The the other white meat. Right. Yeah. So it's the whole entire thing. These farmers are trying to make a living and trying to feed the population. So these people, this group of people saying that milking cows is inhumane. Yeah, and I think those people, if they should stop drinking milk, that's that's doing their part right there. But what about almond milk? I mean, what's the what's the trade off on almond milk? I mean, you plant a tree. No almonds are killed making this milk. <laughs> no, they are killed. They're actually squeezed. So you plant a tree, and the almond does so many things, and then it falls, and then you squeeze the almond milk out. I mean, what's the trade-off? How many almonds does it take to make a half gallon of almond milk as to how many cows does it take to make one half gallon of, of milk? What's the time trade-off? The land, the fertilization, the the industry as far as uh, fertilization, bug control on these trees. I don't know what the whole metrics are of it, but I think that... You know, if you don't like milk and you have a real problem with it, don't drink it. Get enough of your friends not to drink milk, and the whole industry will disappear. It's it's the people that, that they have acreage and acreage of land. They will make wheat, and the wheat will go to horse, I'm sorry, not horse, go to cow feed rather than having that land just house cow. For ex- You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, I think this is just like insane. <laughs> it is insane. Speaking of being insane, scientists have claimed they've discovered a new species of human. Dan, are you in this article? Oh, yes, the Dragon Man. <laughs> right. Uh, they've named a species Homo longi, or the Dragon Man. They believe it, it's a separate branch of humanity, which exists 146,000 years ago. This is what it looked like. For more information, we'll listen to this article. So for more information on this, let's listen to this. The discovery of stardust older than the sun to the... Dis- all right, so all this took place in Australia, and this woman's accent's really, really thick, so... Thanks. 
keep getting more astonishing and interesting. Scientists have now discovered what could be a new species of humans, a separate branch of humanity altogether, which existed on this planet thousands of years ago and was not on its way to becoming our species, the Homo sapiens. She reads better than I do. And for you to see this video, go over to Proper Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on Deacon Live for every podcast we do. We have a matching video as well. Look at her. She's a news reporter's elbows on the table. My dad would have a fit if, if she was eating at our dinner table. I would get flicked in the air. Yes. My, my, he'd flick his finger and hit me right in the air when I would do that. There you go. Then what was the species exactly? Where did they live? How did they look? And what happened to this species of humans? Here's a report on All You Need to Know. What you see is no ordinary skull. It belongs to a completely new species of humans, one that roamed this planet thousands of years ago. Its discovery is reshaping the very story of human evolution. The backstory is straight out of a movie. It begins in 1933, when a construction worker found an ancient skull buried deep in northeast China. He discovered it near the Harbin River in China's Heilongjiang province. According to a study by the Innovation, the laborer chose to hide the skull and did not mention it to anyone. He buried it in abandoned well, where it remained wrapped and hidden for 85 years. In 2018, the laborer told his family about the fossil right before he died. Of course he did! The family <laughs> dug it up and donated it to the Geoscience Museum in Hebei. Three years and countless evaluations later to an unknown species which they're calling Homo longi, or Dragon Man. Name derived from its geographic location, the Heilongjiang province, which roughly translates to the Dragon River. Don't go by its weird terminology. The Dragon Man <laughs> is being called our closest evolutionary relative. It represents a group that lived in East Asia 146,000 years ago. Can you imagine that? You think he's worried about Windows 11? No, I don't think he's worried. I think he's worried about am I going to get a job at Geico. <laughs> it had large square eye sockets, thick brow ridges, a wide mouth, and oversized heat. It's skull is bigger than the average skulls of species from that time but the brain is comparatively same in size as other species. Scientists say the Dragon Man probably lived in a forested floodplain area, but it may have been able to disperse throughout Asia based on the location where it was found. Its large size indicates the Dragon Man may have also adapted to harsh environments. The reason for its extinction is still unknown. A group of international researchers worked on evaluating the Dragon Man. They're sticking their neck out to say that it is indeed a separate branch of humanity. All right, so they found a new branch of humanity, which is what they call Dragon Man. And a guy, what did they say, a worker in 1918 found the the skull excavating and then hid it in a well and on his deathbed said, Hey, uh, do you have any any last last requests? What do you regret? (laughs) Regret. Rascally rabbit, what do you regret? And he goes, in a well, down by... He said in Chinese, so he's like, in a well. <laughs> yes, that's how Chinese people speak. And uh, he said about this skull, and they dug it up. And why, But why would he hide a, a skull from... It may have something that totally forgot, you know, put it in there and forgot about it. I would, I would I, anyways. So there you go. The, the Dragon Man is another link in our chain as far as us as humanity. It was found in China. So, I mean... And he didn't look Chinese. 
You know, when they did the, the portrait, you ever seen those those forensic people that find a skull and they go, we don't know what the skull is. And they they make clay or who the skull is. They make clay and they do like based on their the bone structure, they will do like a face and all of a sudden you look at it and you're like going, oh my God, that's a female woman or it's a female, female man. It's a man or a woman, you know, and, and this type and this type features. They just made this guy look just normal. Like why have they only found one? You know, I mean, they had to be more than one of them. That's true. That's I did not think of that. Why did they only, and even if it was a mass slaughter, like there was only 30 of these dragon people in this area, and for whatever reason, a meteor hit or, or fire hit or they just died, they only found one. Yeah, maybe he was the hide-and-seek champion. <laughs> Alright. Well, on that note, we're going to take, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say after that. Alright, when we come back, we'll, um, we'll dive into a little bit more of the show and uh, let you guys get back to what you got to do. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. You're listening to Dark Heavens with their latest song, Nuclear Eagle, all the way from California. For more information, go to properradio.com. I do not like internet radio. Profit radio. Profit radio. Hopefully you can hear me, because I'm like on some weird toll road in the middle of BSE. Uh, I'm very sorry we have these bubble troubles. Please stand by. 407 Deacon Live now presents to you David and Nibali, all the way from Italy, with his latest song, Serenity. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Over on my far right-hand side, we have Dan, who's going to be a permanent uh, staple here on the show. Yes, and I'm glad to be here. It's, it's, very, it's interesting. <laughs> you got to be quicker than that, Dan. I am so glad to be here. <laughs> All right. And uh, make sure you show him some love as well. And the way you do that is go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the Be Heard section. And what it does, you can leave a voicemail or voice message. comes right to my inbox and we'll play it on this podcast if you get it in quick enough. If not, we'll play it on the very next podcast as well. And who wants to be famous? Everyone wants to be part of something. Like Dan. Dan wants to be part of something as well. So being a part of something, now in North Carolina, is medical marijuana legal? I, f- I forget the rules right now. Is medical marijuana legal here in North Carolina? Everything's legal as long as you don't get caught, as right. Bob Dylan would say. Right. But what I'm saying is medical marijuana, like can I go down to my, my doctor and say, you know, I've got glaucoma, I can't hear right or whatever, you know, my arm hurts, my back hurts, Can I or I have anxiety, that's a big thing. Can I get medical marijuana here in North Carolina? I'm not sure in North Carolina. A lot of states 
it is legal now. You know what you should do, Dan? Now, because you're you're part of the show and you've got a nice brand new laptop over there, why don't you look up and see if medical marijuana, while I discuss what I, me and my wife, my wife and I. So my wife and I, are you familiar with CBD oil? Cannibal, cannibal, cannabin oil. Are you familiar with that? Um, no, I'm not familiar with it. I've just heard of it. So Okay. So my wife and I, it's, it's an extract that's not supposed to get you high, but it gives you the benefits of, and I don't even know what it is, so I'm talking out of my ass at the same time. Okay. Hemp-derived CBD with less than 0.3% did become legal in 2008. Okay. It is legal. It is legal here. Now, is cannabis legal here in Florida, like medical marijuana? We're not in Florida. I mean, not Florida. North Carolina? No. um, Medical marijuana is not. All right. So, anyways, I went into, I was getting my new tires on my little red truck, my little red farm truck. It's a little red Nissan, 1992. Um, The wheels are like 14 inch 195 14s or whatever they are and i had to get brand new tires for my truck would you find out medical marijuana is illegal in north carolina okay so it's still illegal i dropped it off this really really great place and in the strip mall they had a cbd shop like a smoke shop like a head shop yeah it was a vape shop two weeks ago vape vape shop it still is and i walked in there and i was i felt like i was in new york you ever been in new york new york city or, or the little bodegas and stuff where everything is like all behind Everything that they own is all behind glass. Everything, no matter what it is, is all behind glass. Like Everything, a bank. <laughs> like a bank. But it, all it had was all these different flavored hookahs, all these different flavored vapes, and it had all the, even like the, the little gummy bears and stuff. The candy was behind, you know, you couldn't just reach down and grab a Snickers bar off the, it's behind the, behind the counter. So I walk in, this guy kind of looks at me, he's already eyeballing me. He's eyeballing me like going, um, can I help you? And I'm like, yeah. My wife, I said, hold on, that's, that's a big thing. I had my headphones in. So I pulled my headphones off, like I'm a secret agent guy and suck them in my shirt. And I said, uh, my wife's having a hard time sleeping. And she'll, she'll get halfway through the night. We've done melatonin. We've done Tylenol PMs. We've done Advil PMs. Now, Dan, do you have hard times getting to sleep or do, does you and your wife have hard times? Now, I know your wife's on a totally different schedule than you are. She has a hard time falling asleep. I usually hit the pillow and I'm tossing and turning for 30 seconds. My wife can't believe she'll come up there. Sometimes we'll come up at the same time. I'll come to bed and she'll say something. She looks good. Damn it, you're asleep. And she was. Um, usually, I go to bed when I'm it, now. Do you take time. do you take any sleep aids or anything? Um, sometimes I'll drink wine every once in a while. I have taken melatonin, but I don't need it except for last night. I just tossed and turned because every part of me ached and I couldn't find a comfortable position to lay in. That's all. So what's a what's a have you done like Advil PMs? Because I've taken Advil PMs. I usually don't take much. I'm not one for taking much beyond a couple of vitamins a day. Okay. So my wife, I, I walked in there and I explained to the gentleman behind the counter. I I said, look, my wife's having a hard time. She can't stay asleep. She can't. She'll she'll take the melatonin within three or four hours. She'll be awake, and then she's awake for four or five hours, and then of course the, the night's done, and, and she has to get up. I said, do you have anything to to relax her to to let her go to sleep? And he goes, does she vape? And I go, no, we don't smoke. We don't do anything. Do you have an oil or anything? And he's like, well, not really. And this is I'm talking. This guy's like looks Armenian. You know, <laughs> big. Gonzamaka, gold chain, his hair's all greased, and I, you know, I wouldn't take medical advice from this guy, <laughs> but he can at least explain to me what he has. And then you ask him for medical advice, <laughs> right? And I say, well, what do you have that that she can take that'll make her sleep throughout the night? 
and he show, he grabbed these two little little packets, little small little packets, and uh, one was you know uh, about two inches by two inches, the other one was like three inches by three inches, little pack you know candy packets, and there were gummy bears. He's like, I've got edibles. I'm like, all right, well, what's the difference between the two? He goes, this one has seven inside, seven gummies, and when you say gummies, I'm thinking gummy bears. No, 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 they're like strips of gummy, like strips of gum. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, he's like, these are wh- however many milligrams. This is ten ninety nine. I said for seven. He goes, yeah, ten ninety nine. And then this one has three, and it's seven ninety nine. I said, which one's more powerful? He goes, oh, these these three right here. I go, well, give me those. Give me those. So I stuck them in my pocket. Came home, and I said, look what I got you. She's like, oh, those are cool. I said, yeah, let's let's try them out. I said, the guy said to take one, and then if you need more, take two. I said, there's three in here. Same thing I always did with acid. Right. Exactly. She's said, all right, so we planned this all out. We, you know, we had a good dinner and we said, okay, we're, we're shutting it off, you know, shutting down the night. So eight, nine o'clock, she's like handing me the acid pill or the acid gummy or whatever, the sleep gummy. I take it. She takes hers. And within 30 minutes, I was out. I was sleeping, slept the best. It was awesome. Slept good night. Next morning, she takes hers. Of course, she sleeps and whatever. Next morning I go, so how did it go? And she's like, whoa. I go, what do you mean, whoa? She's like, my hands felt like they were floating, <laughs> and I was doing, like, octopus things, and my mind went to the all these other... She's like, didn't you feel anything? I go, no, I just kind of passed out and went to sleep. Do you think it was placebo effect? I don't yeah. know, but, I mean, yeah, it could be a placebo effect. She said her hands... She was like, oh, my God, this is so... I was loopy. I was walking around. I was loopy. I go, all right, babe, relax. My, uh... My two my sister in laws were living with my father in law and he there was a show they wanted to watch on HBO and he just sits there and watches the news and different programs and he had the only T V with HBO in the house. So they made him supper and they laced it with melatonin. <laughs> he, he had his supper and he was asleep by seven o'clock and they just sat on the bed with next to him and watched the show they wanted to see on HBO and we call them the Brewster sisters. Well there you go. Yeah. Now the next night she's like I, I, I'm like, Are you ready to do this again? She's like, Oh yeah. She's like, but I only want a half. I go, good, because there's only one left. It was a three-pack. We, She took one, I took one, and now it's a, we have one left. So we ripped it in half, and I took one, and she took the And even still, she was like, whoa. I was like, she's like, I didn't feel as bad, didn't feel as floaty as I did before, but I felt it. I'm, she's like, you? I go, eh, I don't know. I think this is a gateway drug. This is going to get you in. Next thing you know, you're going to be smoking marijuana, and, and you'll be dancing and things like that. Oh, heaven forbid I go dancing, right? Yeah, I've never taken that. Yeah, I've never taken that. With coming out and everything, or chilling out and trying to get some sleep. Now, we have the 4th of July weekend coming up. Dan, are, are you got any big plans for this 4th of July weekend? No, 4th of July has never been a big holiday for me. Really? How come? Don't you do fireworks? Don't you go to, like, the park and with your kids? Or not your kids, because yeah, you don't have any kids. But, I mean, you go and, and mingle with everyone? Uh, uh, no, I've never, it's never been a big holiday for me. I, you know, when I was a kid, I'd go and watch the fireworks. But now I, it kind of bothers me, because we've always had pets, and fireworks drive the dogs totally crazy. People forget how sensitive their hearing is. They can hear things... We can't hear, and the fireworks is, you know, it's like you going in and light, I only light a fire truck, but this year I'm going to do it in my bathtub. It would, it would bother you. Right, but a, a lot of people would say they've got these jackets for dogs, for animals, like these heavy jackets, they call them, like, I think they call them thunder vests. 
Like even if they have a thunderstorm. And that's where, and this is where my wife and I differ. I'm like, babe, there's no difference between having fireworks and having a thunderstorm that comes through. Well, you can control fireworks. I know, I know you can control fireworks, but I think that we should celebrate our independence. Now, granted, some jackasses will fire stuff off till one o'clock in the morning. And those people are, I, you know, I just split. Split a Benadryl in half and give it. The, it calms the dog down. Give one to one half with one dog, half to the other dog. The new uh, the new vet that we were at. Um, there was a woman there that said she was getting. Oh God, what was she getting? Um, Xanax. Was she getting Xanax? There was something that she was getting for her dogs because of the the upcoming weekend. And she's like, um, I don't I don't want to kill my dog. And the lady's like, Oh no no no, just give them you know half now so they can get used to it and then give them a full one. I think it was I think it was Xanax. Yeah, we had a, when we took our dog Katie cross country. She did not like riding in cars. She get fidgety, and the doctor says get the Benadryl, give break a Benadryl in half, and give it to him. And that and we gave it to him for like two days. And the third day, he was already used to be in the car. We didn't have to give it to him anymore. But people are saying, you know, hey, keep in mind that fireworks, PTSD. Now, when people say PTSD. Understand this, Dan, and, and, and bear with me. PTSD is what they call what? Post-traumatic? Post-traumatic uh, shock syndrome. Well, yeah. it was called shell shock at one time. And now they've, they've like George Collin said, they've, they've smoothed it out so it's more palatable. It's It used to be called PTSD. Now it's called PTSS, which is post-traumatic stress syndrome. It's not a disorder. They took the disorder out of it. But think about, all right, so we still have, what's what's uh, World War Two? Do we still have World War II? Two veterans? Yes, we still have some. Not many left. Not many left. All right. And then after that, you have Korea. Well, you had Vietnam. You had Vietnam. You had Korea. And then you had, what, Desert Storm. And then you had, what else? Uh, Okay. After Desert Storm, then we had the Gulf War. Gulf War, and then what else? That was it, right? Yeah. I mean, basically, as far as like big wars, big televised wars that we were sitting there, you know, complaining about and making movies about, right? So my my concern was PTSD. In World War II, I can understand World War II because how many hundreds and thousands of troops and am I boring you over there? No, <laughs> didn't sleep last night. I how, told you. how many hundreds and thousands of troops that we had that was involved in World War II? I can understand PTSD in that. Same thing with Vietnam. Vietnam, we had how many hundreds and that saw? I mean, literally saw combat. Like you were sitting there in the trench and boom, your your friend blew up next to you and you're like, going, holy shit, I got his blood on my face. And then you got into Korea. Korea War is a you know whole thing. And itself and then you got into desert storm desert storm i think we have what like ten thousand troops and lost maybe five thousand i say lost maybe like it, it it's a drop in a bucket but it's not we lost maybe a couple thousand troops yeah i think we did very well i mean considerably right it, but what i'm saying is the amount of number of people that are now suffering with ptsd war versus troops involved in the war troops that were involved in the war that actually saw action and then Troops that saw actions that have returned home that have PTSD. I think those numbers have increasingly decreased. But you have more. It was eight years they spent in Afghanistan, you know, in Kuwait. And I I just think that it's, I think people know more and there's more news and I just, it's, it's a mess for people. Right. But what I'm saying is I don't think the, the ratio of population of humans, how many, how many people do we have in the United States? 300, 360 million? Somewhere around. All right. And then the percentage of people that are suffering right now, this weekend coming up, suffering from PTSD is, what do you think? Um, 2%, 4%, 0.4%? 
Uh, even if it's one. I mean, it's that, that one person, what they're suffering. No, I mean, yeah. well, yeah. So they're saying that, you know, fireworks are, are, you know, we shouldn't do fireworks. We shouldn't do that because of our animals. Hello, thunderstorms, same thing. And it, and, and this only happens one, one time a year. How many times have thunderstorms yeah, happened? And, and I don't, I really can't think of anyone, someone shooting off fireworks on 4th of July, they're going to go, it's going to drive them, you know, if you're doing them inside their house. So, in my opinion, this is what's going to happen because, you know, people don't want you to milk cows, people don't want you to have cheese, people don't want you to have butter. What I'm, what I'm seeing in this administration that we have right now, before this administration is done and out of office, I guarantee you fireworks are going to be banned in statewide but only only on like Disney can only do them and Universal Studios can do them and only places that can populate or have uh, like Fiesta Texas or any of the Six Flags or any of those theme parks are the only ones that are going to be allowed to have fireworks no i i think they have much more pressing issues than that I, I really? Just don't see that. Yeah, do I don't you really? See that. Yes, I do. There's so many other things that have to be taken. Have you care seen of. what this this administration has done so far? <laughs> no, I I haven't had to watch too much of it. You know, they, I know, they, I know, and we try we try to be light and fluffy here and light and fluffy. But this is a thing. People are saying don't don't shoot off fireworks. Now I understand it. If for for example, here at the house, if I start lighting off friggin' mortars that I bought from Joe Johnson down the road, and uh, you know the guy next door who has a dog that you know can you not do that because my dog kind of freaks out a little bit you know what i'll do it up to what they call like a the, the safe zone or or the the, the twilight that the sound silence you're only allowed to have noise or a party or anything up until 10 o'clock and then after 10 o'clock there's that little in marshville no one stays up till 10 o'clock so i don't understand <laughs> yeah, what you're yeah, talking I, about i know but what i'm saying is there's got to be a limit like i can i can sit there and blare my music all day long and let's say cut off is nine o'clock and then maybe 10 o'clock, if you hear late, like a lot of music after 11 o'clock, and, you know, here in the country, sound travels, and you're like going, hey, these guys are, you know, it's it's 11 o'clock, 11.30, 12 o'clock, they're still partying, it's keeping me up, i got to work in the morning, but, I mean, there's got to be a cutoff, like no fireworks after 10 o'clock. Oh, in our neighborhood, we hear them. 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning, people are, you know, shooting, shooting them off. Oh, we got, we got people in the, in the property behind us, the other 50 acres behind us, they're testing out their guns. And they sit there, bang, 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 bang. Every year, you look at the fireworks, and there's one or two stories about somebody that, you know, thought the firework didn't go off, and all of a sudden, you know, they looked down the tube. Blew his damn hand off. And they blew the head off, the football player. That, um, lost a bunch of fingers on it, and it seems like there's a tragedy every year with it. And it's and know. and the one guy, the one guy who was running around with the Roman candle helmet on, and it actually it, the whole thing exploded on his head, blew his fucking head off. Oh yeah, the people, people, people are nuts with them. So. They are nuts with them. All right, uh, when we come back, uh, we got a couple more topics to talk about. So stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. A lot of show to get to. So stick around. I'll be right back. So I don't know you, 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 you You're talking to me 
like you're my friend But they don't even know what they even said Why is your shawty all up on my bed? Talking to me but they all like the rest Digging for gold out a tombstone Rockin' and made me no blue notes Off of that just had a true stone I'm getting these bonus no blue notes You know she keep calling my iPhone Got a Blackberry and iPhone Baby girl you know what I know that This summer, musician and producer MC Alakart from Austria Get started with his first hit A tune, one of a kind. A song about love, disenchantment, cheating, and addiction. As a special surprise, there will be two versions of his debut song. A German one, entitled Verletz mich noch einmal, from a man's point of view. And the English version, entitled Please Hurt Me Once More, from the woman's perspective. The unique sound of MC a la carte combines powerful lyrics and extraordinary music that will totally carry you away. A classic already. You won't get these melodies out of your head. Come on and let the sound of MC a la carte carry you into the summer of 2021. Afterwards, you may get an early sneak peek of what is yet to come. Deacon Live now presents you Hartor with their latest song, Little Waves. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. Stereo. I got to show you what I did to the mirrors too. I'll see that after the show. And uh, the way you can be part of the show is to go to Profit Radio, P R O P H E T Radio. Click on the Be Heard section if you want to comment or discuss anything that we do here on Deacon Live. Uh, it leaves a voice message, comes right to our email box. You can be part of this podcast or any podcast that we've talked about in the past. Play it on the very next podcast in tandem. Now, United Airlines, Dan, are you are you a flame? Now you are. I don't want to say condemned to your house because of the COVID nineteen virus, but you. You literally did not come out of your house for the whole entire time. Yeah, I would not leave my yard. I had nobody over my house. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in solitary That's not lockdown. true. That's not true because I came over, but you yeah. wouldn't come within yeah. ten feet of me. I had the twenty foot rule. What's the twenty foot rule? You don't. You don't come within twenty feet of me. I ran away. I've run away from people too. So, uh, are you are you ready to get out there now? Are you a traveler? Do you like to travel around the the, the planet? Do you guys? Do you and your wife go on trips? Yeah, we go on trips and we take JetBlue usually when we do fly, but we don't. Most of the time, we like to drive if we can because it's it's a better adventure. Why would you take JetBlue? Because it's cheaper? Cheaper. Don't they have like plastic seats, like like lunchroom chair seats? You can smell the glue drying on the wings. Yeah, it's well, actually, I mean, the snacks are okay. They've always been pleasant flights for us. Alright, um, well, are you familiar with this company, United Airlines? Are you familiar with them? Yes. Alright, so United Airlines, they are, I guess they're they're boosting, did they did they get a grant from the company, or from the government to subsidize their I, income? I, I haven't heard it. 
anything. I heard that, you know, they're supposed to break 25,000 jobs by buying these planes. Well, here's what's happening. United is buying 270 Boeing and Airbus jets. It's the largest ever order for a post-COVID growth plan. Now, United is buying 270 planes in order to make up for the 200 Boeing Max jets. Remember the Max jets that were falling out of the sky? <laughs> they were diving well, down. It's gravity. Everyone knows it's gravity. Well, they were the Max jets were, they couldn't tell the difference between the horizon or the, the ground. So yeah. they were like going in the ground. Yeah. John Lee Hooker once said, if I'd wanted me to fly, he would have bought me tickets. He never <laughs> flew in a plane. Really? Who's John Lee Hooker? You don't know blues? I don't know blues. Sorry. Uh, he was a great, I think he's, I don't think he's still alive. Now i got to look it up. All right. Now, while you look this up, I'm going to continue with this. Um, and 70 Airbuses that, that were discontinued. Uh, the airline is making seat back screens central to its new aircraft interiors and adding a higher number of roomier seats in coach. Is he alive? Yep. No, he died in 2001. Oh. But he was a, one of these great, oh, like B.B. King, he was very famous, very famous blues player. Was he, was he in the Towers? No. No, he died in 2001. Right. No, he wasn't in the Towers. Okay, just checking. June 21st before that. Okay. Uh, never saw it coming. Uh, United X. United expects, whoa, got it? United expects to add 225,000. Thank you. It's just a number. (laughs) I know. I'm dyslexic, Dan. When I get the numbers, I I flip things around, including pilots and flight attendants for the new jets. And just for me, I wouldn't think that, I think think that's a big gamble because aren't less people flying now? Well, it it is a very big gamble. But United Airlines unveiled on Tuesday it's the largest aircraft order, 270 narrow-body jetliners from Boeing and Airbus, as its carrier charts its most post-pandemic growth. The fleet plan is to, central to United's goal of capturing more travelers, particularly high-paying ones. So that's what they're going to do. They're going to bump up the prices and say, hey, look, you know, we're available now. We've got all these brand-new jets, and they're, they're making the coach seats bigger, which I always said before. Make the seats bigger charge a little bit more and let me have some comfort while I'm flying. Oh, yeah. I have no comfort when I'm flying. And then let people like the JetBlue or what's the uh, the other... Southwest. South, no, well, Southwest. They kind of... They're yeah. weird over... They got their own cult of people over there. Virgin Airlines. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, cram those people in there with the goats and the chickens in the back and let them fly if they just want to get somewhere. I just want to get somewhere. That's basic what I do. Yeah. So they're they're buying 270 and that's going to be... That's going to be booming. I don't know where they're going to, where they, um, I guess across the board, 25,000 jobs is going to happen here in the, in the next couple months, which is great. Oh yeah. Great jobs. Um, if we can get somebody to be hired, that's the whole problem too. Now I know, I know personally, I think five, five or six airline stewardesses and my next door neighbor is a pilot as well. He works for one of the big, the big three, I guess is what I'm saying. And, uh, so I'll have to ask him about it if that's going to change his schedule because he just recently got promoted to captain. And when you get promoted to captain, you do so many air miles and then you're allowed to go over the, the international. And not by yourself. You have to go on with a higher-ranked person, I guess. Okay. I watched the airplane. I know what's going on. <laughs> right. Over, under. That's a Roger, Roger. Right. Now, speaking of flying, Seminole County Fire Department is using drones 
to help assess damage during hurricanes. Now, my wife bought me a drone. Dan, are you familiar with drones or how they work? Uh, I do. I'm familiar how they work. I'm running up Wi-Fi. Very interesting. I, w- I would like to have one. It'd be a nice toy. I've got I've got two drones. So maybe you'll have to come over one day during the weekend, and you can teach me. Me and you can figure out how to do it. Because I take a drone. I've got a nice one. I say a nice one. It was probably my wife probably paid two hundred bucks for it. It's got a camera attached to it and like a, a small. The, what's the what's the camera that everyone has? The small one, the, the oh, the um, Go GoPro. GoPro. Yeah, GoPro it's got a GoPro mm-hmm. attached to it, and it's so heavy that I, I literally have to throttle it up, and it goes. Zzz! But it doesn't stay up there. I don't know how to get it to stay and sit and twist and turn. And a guy I was working with says, you've got to sit there and you have to dial it in. You have to train it to come off the ground. And then there's buttons that I don't know how to do it. It's like training a dog. You have to learn and the the dog has to learn. So Seminole County Fire Department is using drones to help assess damage during hurricane season. Being from Florida, Seminole County is one of the most richest counties outside of like Boca Raton and all that in the central Florida area. Hurricane season is here and And while luckily no storms have made landfall yet this year, many homeowners and emergency leaders are already preparing for storms in the future. This year, Seminole County Fire Department has a new tool to help them after a storm hits, utilizing drones to make more response safer and uh, faster for each department. Well, uh, that's good because you can... You know, no one's getting hurt in the drone. You can fly right over, see exactly where you need to go, where where the relief needs to go. Yeah, because how much money does it cost to to fire up? Because what do they do now? They fire up a helicopter, and then some schmo gets in there, and he's got binoculars, and that helicopter's flying around, burning diesel fuel, burning whatever kind of jet fuel that's in there, and then lands, and they go, well, what'd you find out? Did you go over that area? Oh, shit. I forgot to go over that area. Yeah. Now Now with drones, go ahead. They can see that Timmy's cat is stuck in the tree. <laughs> right. Now with drones, this article is from uh, News 13 uh, from my home state of Florida. So here we go. I mean, when you were a little kid, you thought about flying stuff and uh, this, this kind of turned from a, a hobby into part of your job, which is awesome. For years, Aaron Geise has been flying drones for fun. And now he gets to put his sky-high tech skills to use at work at the Seminole County Fire Department. Already, drones are helping the department respond better and faster to everything from trail rescues to fires. You can launch them basically anywhere, take them straight to the damaged area and get a nice bird's eye view to be able to direct crews, to be able to find victims, to be able to find people in distress. With hurricane season already turning up storms in the Atlantic, Geise says drones will make a big difference, improving how and where crews respond when a storm hits. Before it was just, we have some rural stations and they would have to go out street by street and take account. Now we can just send a drone up and take away that part of their job and send them to more critical uh, areas of need. In this video provided by the Seminole County Fire Department, you can see the drones in action. By identifying hazards from the sky first, like rising water levels from flooded rivers and lakes after a hurricane passes over, they can navigate see that? through storm damage And look damage how clear the picture is on that thing. Thermal imaging on the camera allows them to quickly identify potential victims, making rescues safer. To see what areas aren't accessible uh, for first responders to get to, and also see people that... Uh, and it's got 
thermal imaging, which is great. You know, if you've got a house that's flooded, you can see if there's warm bodies in there, I guess. Well, you could turn around and say, no, we don't have to risk somebody going in, try to do a rescue when there's no one there. Correct. You're stranded out there during hurricane season and how to get to them. With boots on the ground and blades in the air, Geise says drones are becoming an integral part of their department's tool belt, vital to helping keep both their team and Seminole County safe. Every department throughout the nation should have this. It's that beneficial. So there you go. I mean, drones are, I mean, I wish I could get my drone to just sit there and pivot in the air, but I don't know how to get it to, I can get it up and then I have to throttle up and then left or right. It's it's a mess. And I'll show you mine. I'll have to charge it up and we'll play with it one day. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. I have a real problem with this. What's that? It makes too much sense. You know, the world we're in where everything is upside down and topsy-turvy and Black is white and white is black. How it's much just... do you think that drone was? Because that would that looked like a military drone. It had the camera that was going up and down and up and down on it. Hey, it, it maybe, they didn't... maybe 500 bucks or something. No way. That. No way. It, it, it's not like a connecting your freaking iPhone up to it. and you go, have... back, go back on the video. Hold on. All right. Hold on. What are you looking yeah, at? I thought it said UV-12, but that may just be... That might oh. be that unit. What's the... All right. Hold on. He's looking. He wants to see the model, making the model of this. Oh, wait. That was it right there. It's the Mayak Two Enterprise. All right, so Dan's gonna look up how much that can or how much this uh, drone costs. And while he's doing that, we're gonna take one more quick little break. Hey, that Dan, you had a Mercedes, didn't you, at one time? Yes, I did. Mercedes SUV. Did SUV Mercedes? Yeah, ML three twenty. Oh, did you really? The stereo system was awesome. <laughs> I'm sure it was. You didn't have to I'm replace sure. it or anything. All right, when we come back, I'll show you what this knucklehead did with his Mercedes, and uh, we'll wrap up the show and let you guys get back to what you got to do. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. So we can stunt, we can sit back, roll up Cali flavors up in the blunt. Always rock with you, baby, cause you're my favorite one. You're my favorite one, favorite one, favorite one. You're, you're listening to Key Bees with his latest song, Favorite One. Check out his new album called Grind All. Hold on one sec. Hey, you're on the air. I am. You are on the air. Hi. Okay. Uh, well, I, I wasn't calling to talk on the air. Hi. So I guess give me a call back when you have a second. Okay, I sure will. Thanks for calling. All right, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> well, I don't know what that was about, but anyways, stick around. We'll be right back. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. I'm getting bit by mosquitoes. I want to drink beer and smoke cigarettes. I can't do that because I'm constantly patting myself. I got nothing to do tomorrow. Grass is cut. Thanks to the neighbor kid. I got all that taken care of. What's going on over there? Call 407. What are you, in, in a fucking aquarium? 448-8800. Don't get it. Just don't get it. Deacon Live now presents you Malona SX with her latest song, Jungle Queen. For more information, go to properradio.com. Now I'm the queen of the jungle, the jungle of the happy, making my way to the top with or without my king.
Welcome back to Deacon Live. Over to my far right hand side, we have Dan, who's uh, been joining us. He's going to be a permanent staple to the show. I'm glad to be here. We're glad to have you, and I'll get him trained here, folks. So don't don't worry. It's a work in progress with him, and he's he's so anxious to do this, which is great. And I love someone that loves doing this. So, and I want to get you straightened up. <laughs> We're getting you straightened up as well. And for those of you who want something for free, go to Profit Radio, P R O P H E T Radio dot com, and click on the free swag section. There's a little um. Uh, you can pick out whatever. We got new stickers. We got new magnets. We got a whole bunch of stuff up there for you. Pick out one of those, and uh, we'll send it right to your house as quickly as we can. Now, last week we talked about a guy who said he was swallowed up by a what kind of whale was it? Oh, it was just a whale. No, I mean a I, mammoth whale. No, was it was it a mammoth whale or blue? Was it a beluga whale? No, no, it, it was it's one of the big whales, and it was yeah. off the coast of I don't know where it was. And the guy said it, I was in a scuba. What? It was off the coast of Weymouth, Mass, near the Cape. Near the the cave, yeah, because that's where you went fishing. And uh, he said the whale sucked him in. He said he was in his scuba gear, and then the whale shoved him out, but no one saw it. And he swam to shore, and then it, it, I don't. We think it's false. Now this guy right here actually <laughs> survived. A man survives a great white shark attack. Says he probably is the luckiest man in the world. And for more details on this story, I'm going to play this quick little video. Can you be imagine now Ponce Inlet in Florida? By the way, Florida's the shark bite capital of the world, and Ponce Inlet is a very, very deep trench uh, off the coast of Florida, the east coast of Florida, where sharks come in and chase bait fish all the time. So there's a lot more shark bites out there. This great white, which is like from the movie Jaws, attacks this California surfer. In San Francisco, a man was looking for crabs in Gray Whale Cove State Beach, where he felt a sharp pain following a slight push. When he looked down, he was staring at the face of a great white shark that had just bitten him. For more on the story, we'll go to the video. In the water, after a shark attack off the coast of Northern California, a 39-year-old man was surfing south of San Francisco Saturday when authorities say a great white shark swam up and bit the back of his right leg. He was out surfing and a great white came up and uh, just took a one bite out of him and released him. Thomas Masada was fishing nearby when he saw the surfer limping out of the water. Now see, they say sharks, as soon as they touch your meat, they don't like uh, the taste of us for whatever reason. Yeah, and also the water was cold there, so he was probably wearing a wetsuit. Right, so that probably helped him out a lot. Help and bleeding badly. As soon as I saw him, he collapsed to the ground and was holding his leg. First thing he said was, I've been bitten by a shark. Masana says he dialed 911, <laughs> but before help arrived, he tried to stop the bleeding using straps from his backpack to create a makeshift tourniquet. I remember saying, it's life or death, you need to send someone soon. And then the call dropped off. At that point, I was just thinking, oh my gosh, please don't let this guy die. Within minutes, emergency while I'm here is what he meant to say on the end of the treating the surfer with advantage. This brings it's it just brings back sad moments for me. Why? It was in the mid seventies, and I watched the movie Jaws, and I don't think I've cried as much in a movie as when that shark died. Now you say that, and that's the the prime reason why I don't go swimming. And I don't like the water at all. When did Jaws come out? Nineteen seventy five. So I was two years old, and my mom and dad took me to Jaws. I was petrified. So when you you know you bring kids into a movie, I was that child, and I was went to see Jaws. To this day, I do not go in the water. I'm petrified of the water. Yeah, and, and I cried because the shark got killed. I love that shark. Well, you're a special breed in yourself. Now, speaking of being a special breed, do you know who Andy Dick is? Uh, yes, he's actually Andrew Tomlinson is his real name. Is it really? I had no idea. And thank you for that information. Andy Dick, uh, are you a fan of him? 
I, I'm actually shocked that he's still alive. His, his whole career is dead. Yes. Uh, Andy Dick was actually arrested for assaulting someone with a deadly weapon. Andy Dick has been arrested on assault. Assaulting someone with a deadly weapon on June 26th this past week. Now, the deadly weapon, are you ready for the deadly weapon? That's what I was waiting for. Okay, Los Angeles Police Department told us on Tuesday that a 55-year-old star was taken into custody on Saturday. Um, he was arrested for felony assault with a deadly weapon. Andy Dick was released from jail on Tuesday posting a $50,000 bond. Now, here's the thing. The, the comedian's girlfriend, Elsa Giordana, opened up about the arrest on this YouTube show, called Kermit and Friends. And what she said was, yes, it's true. I've been speaking a lot about this. And what happened was he attacked, let's see. Attacked somebody with a metal chair. Yeah. Jordana, 32, alleged that Andy Dick was arrested after assaulting a man named Lucas with a metal chair, resulting in Lucas being hospitalized in the L.A. uh, hospital over the weekend. Now, here's the thing. Andy Dick has been evicted from his house and living in a hostel. So there's a lot of steps that happen there. There. So he's been evicted. He's living in a hospital, a uh, hostel uh, with a bunch of other people, and then now he's been jailed. What she's saying is, yes, he did attack this guy named Lucas with a metal chair. Um, but you have to understand, these are warning signs, people. There, there's a mental stable that he has in his brain that's not working, and so she's like defending him at the same time, but yet for the most part. Yeah, and I mean, he's he's had all different kinds of. You know, eccentric behavior, drug addiction. Well, he had he had a huge drug addiction, and then he yeah. got clean and sober. But the thing is, there's a trade-off. Your body needs those those pheromones, those those synapses to fire. So he became this weird, crazy fuck boss. He was he was, also, he was fucking everything. Yeah, and he's also someone who needs the adulation from the fans, the adrenaline from it that he gets. And when you don't have any talent, you know. That's hard. Well, I mean, he, he's okay. He's he's quick-witted, but he's got this little quirkiness to him. But unfortunately, now he's in jail. And uh, the, the article goes on and says, we wouldn't be surprised if the news report said he's dead. They would say, well, we knew that was going to happen eventually. You know, it's it's not a shocker. That's why we started that GoFundMe for him two weeks ago. <laughs> now, speaking of GoFundMe, now, Dan, you had a Mercedes. Yes, I had a Mercedes ML320 SUV. Road beautiful. What year? It's 1999. And when you said an SUV... Yeah, that's a sport utility vehicle. Okay, it's not yeah. A station wagon. <laughs> Got that. And what size engine, you know, Mercedes is the excellence of driving. That, that had a that had a V6 in it, but it had 12 coils in it and 12 spark plugs. So for your car to skip, you had to have two coils or two spark plugs go just in one one vehicle and it it rode beautiful, great Bose stereo system. Now, in it. could you work on it like if anything happened to it, like you could um I went to the dealership to see about getting a tune-up and it was $960 for a tune-up. And I talked to one of my friends that I worked at Home Depot and he goes, "What does that involve?" He goes, "They change they look it over and they change the spark plugs. Had a hundred thousand, you know, hundred thousand miles. And he goes, "These are the spark plugs you go buy. Buy these. Come over to my house and I'll put them in. I'll charge you thirty bucks." And he put. <laughs> and this was a guy that came over from uh, Cambodia. He worked at Home Depot. He had a, just an old milk box, wooden milk box. He had his tools in. And he grabbed the things out and took care of everything I did for thirty bucks. So nice. I got, I got a seventy dollar tune up instead of a nine hundred dollar tune up. Now, when I bought my first Chevy, when I was able to buy my first truck, I bought a Chevrolet truck. 
truck. I ordered it. This is a 97. And I'm taking it in for the first oil change. And I'm sitting in the dealership. And this guy comes out and he just bought a brand new Corvette. And the Corvette guy, he's sitting there. He's like going, all right, I'm here to pick up my Corvette. How much is the oil change? And at the time, it was like $92. And he's like, oh, my God, $92 for a Corvette oil change? And I'm like, dude, if you can afford the Corvette, you can afford the $92 oil change. At the time, this was a 97. So Yeah, it is, it is crazy how prices change. And your values change. Now, this guy right here, you know what drifting is? Like Tokyo drifting? You t- I know the Tokyo Drift movie series. Okay, so you know what they're doing. So many bad decisions in this video. Now, for every podcast we do, we have a matching video that matches with uh, Deacon Live. And the way you do that is go to ProfitRadio.com, click on Deacon Live, and uh, you can see the video. You can see me and Dan waving at the camera. Hi, everybody. And uh, in this video, you're going to see so many bad decisions were made during this mind-numbing video. First things off is consider the video as a prime example not to do with a car you like or even a car you don't like a mercedes amg c63 do you know what that is uh, that's one of the sedans is it is it is it a fast car is it a, is it a great car oh, the, anything amg is fast they it's, get high powered so. oh really so this guy is driving around in what they call a, a takeover and out there in the california area they've got like large masses of, of concrete and area they're in the middle of the mountains and stuff and i want you to watch this video dan uh, this guy is driving around so you can hear the engines already it's souped up so he's driving around the passengers hanging out of the passenger side window like dukes of hazard style and he's spinning around now to let you guys know there's a group of people in the center and a bunch of cars on the outside so it's like a donut like you were talking about earlier and he's burning the tires and burning the tires spinning around then the passenger gets a smart idea opens the door the passenger door and look i'm riding out i'm riding out i'm cool right he looks cool dan yeah and he stops. All right, we stop. Then he tries it again. Gets a couple more people in the car. Oh, he blew a tire. That's what happened. And you can see right there, look, that the tire blew. And when the tire blows, what happens? That tread flips around and... Yep. smashed the back fender. So the same car goes ahead and replaces that tire... Let's try it again. Now he's got two he's got two Jamooks in the back seat, out the out the windows, no shirts on, and they're doing it again. And now they're holding on. Spinning around, so there's four people in the car. Driver, passenger, two people in the back seat, but they're hanging out the back side windows. That looks exciting, doesn't it, Dan? Blew a tire again. So he put another tire on. Was this guy a freaking race team? Puts another tire on. Got another Jamook hanging up. That's the end right there. Did you see that? Did you see hit, that? What hit, happened? Hit that piece of pavement. There's a hit. there's a crack or a divot or a huge divot. I say a divot. It's a pothole in the pavement. And he spun around and caught the side of the the wheel well. I'll play it again right here. But watch it. Here's the here's the concrete right here. Spinning around and. Oh. Uh. How does it make you feel, Dan, when you see that? that that's a $68,000 car. That's what they start at. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm, I would guess that his parents bought that for him. 
I don't know. You know 469 horsepower that. That looks like really? broken. It looks like the rear end is broken. Either that or he just damaged that rim really bad. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, no. They're all taking pictures now. That's expensive. <laughs> That's very expensive. Yeah. Well, on that note, I'll let you guys get back to what you got to do. That's expensive. Uh, on behalf of all you guys listening to us and downloading us, we thank each and every one of you. Dan, you doing okay? You want to you thank everyone? Thank you all. I'll let you guys get back to what you got to do. My name is the Deacon saying goodnight and goodnight. Wait, wait, wait. Come back. This is the end. The absolute end. Écoute-moi.